Hey guys, welcome to the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, as always, Steve Pintado, and my main man, Jabron Curtis. What's going on today, Jibs? It's Thursday, baby. I'm ready for the weekend. I'm ready for some fantasy action, and I'm ready for our guest today. Yeah, yeah, we have some uh, fun guests coming on the show today. Uh, we're looking really looking forward to it. Week seven's upon us, and as you always know, this is our start and sit episode. We're going to do a couple other things in between with some waiver thing and uh, injuries. So before we let's before we get started, um, let's just introduce our guest for the day. He's been on before. He's always a fan of the show. Nicholas Gabriel, what's going on today, Nick? What's going on, boys? I'm happy to be back. I just wanted to say to your listeners, real quick, you're welcome for the Dallas Goddard and D.D. Westbrook preseason picks. They're averaging five and a half points combined a week. So you're welcome for that first place spot, all right? <laughs> well, we all we all can't pick the right picks. I'm pretty sure I picked Kenyon Drake, so I mean that hasn't turned out very well so far. It happens every time. And we also have on our one of our regular guests, uh, Edwin, the student doc, has appeared as well. What's going on today, Edwin? Yes, I am. I'm here. I just got back from the gym. I had a nice little day off, so here I am. Now I'm talking to you. All right. We always appreciate you coming on. We have a pretty big topic to bring you into but before we get to you just going to go over the news for the day a lot of things happened between now between uh monday and now so you know a couple things darren waller signed a three-year extension instead of being a restricted free agent this year mason rudolph is expected to play next week week eight jalen ramsey traded to the rams for two first round picks and a fourth round pick yeah, including to that, Marcus Peters was traded from the Rams to the Ravens. Darius Geis could return to practice next week. And then, you know, there's a, something going on with Alvin Kamara, some injury, but we'll talk about that a little later. A couple other things. Josh Gordon more than likely may not play on Monday. Todd Gurley is making progress. Malcolm Brown is questionable for Sunday. Looks like a lot of the Packers receivers are going to be out possibly this week. You know, Saquon Barkley's back at practice. Evan Ingram's back at practice. So they're playing again. They should be ready to go this week. And then just A.J. Green, you know, did not practice this week. Oh, and Amari Cooper is going to be playing possibly pretty much on Sunday. So a lot of great things. Just a couple of things. Like Jalen Ramsey going to the Rams is, is a pretty big thing, I feel like, for fantasy. I mean, if you're now playing wide receivers that play the Rams the rest of the season now, like NFC West, that, that could be an issue moving forward just because Jalen Ramsey's going to play now. You know, he is a lockdown top corner in this league. And, you know, the Rams' uh, corners back, they weren't that great prior to this week. You know, Marcus Peters was kind of average, hence why he probably got traded. And Tlaib's on IR now. So bringing in Ramsey, I mean, if you're playing the number one, if you have that number one receiver who's playing the Rams, uh, good chance that he does not perform as well as we would hope to in uh, in other weeks. So just something to keep your eye on that. But, th- I mean, that's all I have. Does anyone else have anything? Stole my point. Actually, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. He's a system he's cornerback. He's not gonna do anything. He's he's salty Eagles fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's I'm gonna keep. He's definitely fun. gonna keep the wide receivers uh, in check. I think for the most part. But if we don't have anything else to mention on the news, we'll get right into our first topic. Edwin, we brought you here for a really good reason today. Alvin Kamara is is continually on this injury report, not practicing, limited practices. Like, give us a take on what's going on with him, and should be should we be concerned with this? Uh, we should be a little bit concerned. What we found out is that Alvin Kamara apparently didn't have a regular a lateral ankle sprain. It's it's of the high variety type, 
Uh, and people like to call it a high ankle issue. I get it because when you hear high ankle sprain, you think of the worst. But in reality, a high ankle sprain is a high ankle sprain. A sprain and a strain, it just means disruption of the structures within that, within the, uh, like in a, of a tissue. And so it's more than likely, you know, just because you don't grade it doesn't mean that it's not still a sprain. And so he's, he's struggling with that. And, you know, it's not like, a, it's not the type of thing where, he's going to be out four to eight weeks or anything like that. But obviously this is something that's bothering him. And then he also got his, he got his knee sort of rolled up on when he played last week. And it's just all of it's adding up to the point where I, and he didn't practice today. I don't think he's going to play on Sunday. If you think about it, you know, big picture, Sean Payton's a really good coach. He's not dumb. He's then he knows that they're probably going to get Drew Brees after back after their bye. At the very least, they're going to split the next two games. I, I tweeted this. I tweeted about this. I don't remember who the Saints play in Week Eight, but I'm pretty sure it's it's a it's a cupcake team. I don't even know. I'll I'll Google it right now. Um, so Sean Payton knows that they're going to get back Drew Brees. He knows that they've been miraculously undefeated with Teddy Bridgewater, and so oh, they play the they play the Cardinals in Week Eight. That's a very winnable game for them. So essentially, what I'm saying is, I would not be surprised if Alvin Kamara sits this week. And potentially next week, because if they're thinking playoffs, if they're thinking deep runs, they, they need him to get healthy. That's the bottom line. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that that's that's what counts, for, unfortunately, for the Saints. They want to go to the Super Bowl again this year, and they don't care about our fantasy season. But in reality, I think it might be beneficial to a lot of fantasy owners in the, in the long run because, you know, if you give him this guy this some, some rest, especially three weeks now, I mean, it's better than him playing him on a limited basis and not performing as great and then injuring that Getting getting more injured in that time frame. So no, um, if you're an Alvin Kamara fan, I think the best option is you know to hold on to him, pick up Latavius Murray if you can. Still, he may probably won't be available for you. And if you're not a Kamara fan, see if you could buy this man low right now because you know if they limit him or you know if they keep him out for the next couple of weeks, some owners might get frustrated with that. And this is the perfect time to maybe sell him, you know, not sell him, but buy him right now. And you know, three weeks from now, you could be sitting pretty with Alvin Kamara back and healthy, hopefully. And with it, like at least three more weeks or four more weeks in your regular season of fantasy, it could be a benefit to you. So I'm trying to trade him for. Uh, I have Le'Veon Bell right now. Yeah. And I don't mind it. I don't mind Le'Veon Bell. But if I can get Le'Veon Bell for Alvin Kamara, I'd be willing to take the L this week just for that. You know, I'm sitting. At, I'm sitting at four and two. My opponent has Jared Cook as his tight end, who might not do much at all. Um, and so, even though I'm not necessarily completely throwing in the towel, but I've been without Devontae Adams the last two weeks, Ooh. and I've been able to sneak away with two ro- two wins in a row regardless, or three, I think, two or three. And so, like, if I lose one more, that's that's better than what I was planning for when I saw that Adams went down. So if, you can, if you're in that type of situation, then I'd, I'd be trading for Kamara, definitely, because this isn't going to be something that necessarily lingers. No, definitely. Oh, thank you so much, Edwin, for coming on for that for that segment. Because uh, you know, a lot I've been getting like little messages here about you know what are we doing with Kamara, and I'm like, I don't know his injury injury to that extent. So I, I definitely needed the expert on for that. So yeah, definitely. And uh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes doesn't hurt. Stop talking about his ankle. I'm <laughs> flip a table over the next time I see somebody talk about Patrick Mahomes' injured ankle. We'll find out tonight, though. So for sure. So. <laughs> but uh, you're more than welcome to stay on it. But if you have to go, uh, that's quite okay. So. I'm going to hop off. I appreciate you guys having me on, though. Absolutely. Um, just let everyone know where they can find you. Greatest doctor in the world here, guys. So. FF Student Doc on the Twitter machine. Yeah, follow him, guys. Take a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of great content out there. So, uh, Edwin, we appreciate it.
Yep. Thanks, guys. Yeah. See ya. See you later. But we'll get right into our next topic, guys. Before we get into our starting sits, uh, one thing I always like to talk about is players to pick up before Sunday because everyone's on the waivers done, and now you're sitting pretty. You understand who you're starting each week, and maybe you have a roster spot or two. So me, Nick, and Jibs all came up with one player who who we think you guys should scoop up right now before Sunday starts. So uh, Nick, our guest, who do you have as your player that you scoop up before Sunday? Well, I told you I went with uh, – I, I, I said Nikhil Harry, but he's not eligible till week nine. So That's <laughs> I don't a, think that will help you for week seven, but – Josh well, Gordon's hurt, Dorsett's hurt. I mean, if he's there, I'd pick him up and stash him away till week nine, and maybe he'll turn on for you at the end of the season. No, that's definitely a great pick right now. You know, you need someone now before next week when more people hear about this because that that's the big key is scooping up, get a sneaky start. So no, yeah, you got to be ahead of the curve. Look ahead, a couple steps ahead. Nah. Chestnut checkers, baby. <laughs> no, Nick, that's a, that's a great pick. What about you, Jibs? Who do you have? I always like to speculate, but I'll grab Alexander Madison off waivers given the Vikings running back usage this year, plus Dalvin Cook's injury history, but he's looking sturdy, sturdier than a tree in ground, so it's been frustrating, but yeah, if you think you could, you think he's going to get hurt, or you think Madison has some good standalone value, he's yours to grab off waivers. He's definitely a, a great pick for the season so far. That's for sure. But for me, mine actually has to do with next week on this. Mine is the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. They're on a bye this week, guys. They might have been dropped a lot in your leagues just because people don't usually keep two defenses unless they're the Bears on their team. So if they're out there, take a look. They're probably at the bottom of your waivers. And, you know, they've got 20 sacks in the year, and they guess the Miami Dolphins on week not And weeks eight, they're a really bad football team, unfortunately, my Dolphins. But they also give up a lot of sacks. And if you watch them the last couple of weeks, they just give out sack after sack after sack. So the Steelers could be a great streamer t- defense. If they're out there now, if you have a bench spot, definitely take advantage and use them. So. Oh, man, you fooled my plan. Yeah, I picked them up in and, the uh, uh, the Terry League, or, uh, the, the Fam League for, on your jibs. You did, and I picked them up in the Terry League. I was been eyeing them up for two days already. <laughs> so now that you're on my plan, I got to execute. I know how you work now, Jibs. I know how you pick up your defenses. Exactly. But let's get right into our starting sets for the week. You know, as always, guys, we do quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end, starter, sleeper, bust. So we'll start with our quarterbacks, as always. Nick, you're up first. Who is your must start QB for the week? All right, my must start this week might be kind of obvious the way he's been playing, but I got Kyler Murray in my must start. Seems to be really like trending up the last few weeks. The over under in the game against the Giants is 49, so I think they'll be back and forth. Both defenses are pretty bad. He's averaging 24 and a half points a week. Seems to be trending up. Giants give up an average of 303 passing yards a game and over two touchdowns to the opposing quarterbacks. And I think Christian Kirk might be healthy, so he's got another weapon back. He might be out. I don't really know to be honest with you. But gets another weapon back. Giants defense kind of sucks. I think he's going to run all over him. And David Johnson, I think, is a little banged up. Is that true? He is banged up. He's still a bit banged so, up. I think he'll probably play. Who knows how useful he'll be. I think it's going to be the Kyler Murray show all Sunday. No, Kyle Murray, is, he's been improving every week, and I'm loving, I'm loving some Kyle Murray right now. If, you can get, if, you, if he's available, start him. Chibs, what yes, about sir. Chibs. Well, for me, like you said, the Miami Dolphins are horrendous, so uh. Josh Allen gets to face that task on Sunday. 
like we said, plenty of the last weeks in a row, Dolphins give up fantasy points to the quarterback position like Halloween candy. You can go back a year to get a sample size of what Allen's fortunes was against Miami. There's two starts against him, 78 fantasy points. Like, I don't think he's getting 40 points this week, but 30 is sure in the realm of possibilities. Come on, don't hate on my Dolphins that much, man. I'm sorry. It's just reality, man. I know, I know, no, definitely. Dude, I'm I starting. think the Dolphins cover this week and possibly win. They're not gonna win, but <laughs> they're not gonna win. But Fitzpatrick's gonna keep him in it, dude. He's good for a couple of years. Yeah, you know, I feel like the Fitzpatrick's the type of player who's like, you start him and he doesn't like perform, but then you bench him and then like he's like got a whole head of steam dude, exactly. and then gets he, in and plays like, good. This is that game where he's gonna come out and light it up, and then. You'll be back on him in next week's the five interception game. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Revenge game too. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, he's played on Buffalo before, so yeah. No, I was saying revenge game is about a. Oh, the Jets. Exactly. The I think Steelers? he's going to keep him in. Seventeen points is a lot. That's the spread. I know that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. My start of the week though is Jared Goff. After one of the worst performances I've ever seen in my entire fantasy time here, now I think he gets back on track this week. Obviously, Atlanta has a really bad defense. You know, in the last four games, they've given up an average of 325 yards and three touchdowns a game. I mean, they made Mar- Marcus Mariota, who's now benched, look like a stud. Uh, that, that's another thing, guys. Ten- Ryan Tannehill is starting quarterback of the Tennessee Titans right now. I didn't mention, I didn't mention that in the news. So he is the starter now. Uh, you know, they ha- he has the weapons around him to do it. And I think Sean McVay is going to make this team, just he's going to do some adjustments this week, and he's going to get this team back on track. Um, I'm expecting a big week out of Jericho, so. Yeah, that game's going to be a shootout. No, for for sure, for sure. And just a couple others. I mean, obviously, you know, I think Matt Ryan, even against the Rams defense, is a good start. Sean Watson, obviously, they're both also really good starts. Dude, I think Daniel Jones is a good start. I think he's a good start as well. We'll I don't even know. Does he fall in sleeper still? Uh, He kind of falls in that sleeper category. Uh, My bad. Josh Allen was my sleeper, so there you go. Well, tell us a little bit more about Josh Allen. On top of what Jib said. You have anything else to well, say? I have him as my sleeper, pretty much what Jib said, playing against the Dolphins. I think I had a stat. Oh, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I said, uh, never mind. I thought I had stats written down. Uh, I, said th- I said the Dolphins couldn't beat Bama right now. Oh, God. That's probably but, true. Uh, this is a while ago. That's probably this. true, though. That's probably true. Jibs, why don't we get into your sleeper then? So tell us about Daniel Jones on so, Sunday. I know he's been taking his rookie lumps up past three games, but his offensive weapons are finally getting healthier with Saquon and Evan Ingram returning to practice earlier this week. The Giants shouldn't be offensively challenged anymore. Plus, the Cardinals give up the third most points to the quarterback position, almost about 300 yards per game, almost three touchdowns. I know uh, Daniel Jones is prone to throwing picks, but still... They usually average 25 and a half, 24 and a half points per game. No, definitely. I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a fan of this, as Daniel Jones is a good sleeper this week. I think he can get the job done for sure. He has the weapons coming back, and Barkley being back definitely gives him the opportunity to actually perform very well. I'd like to see them two on the field for a whole game. So that's going to be an interesting game for them on Sunday. For my sleeper, it's Gardner Menchu, a Menchaw, Minshew. After a disappointing week six, I think he's going to rebound. The Bengals have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season, and although they haven't like given up too many yards per se, but you know I think what they have in general is that over the last two weeks, Cincinnati has given up over 200 rushing yards to just the quarterback alone. Granted, Lamar Jackson had 150 of them, but just in general, they've given up a lot of rushing yards this season, and 
Menshaw actually has 125 yards on the on the year so far, which for a quarterback who isn't a full-time runner, that's not bad. And he's had at least two games with over 40 yards, so I, I th- expect him to have a pretty solid floor, and especially with the rushing, I think he can like, get at least 50 yards on the day. So Menchu is my sleeper of the day. Oh, I would like to add, too, that the Cincinnati Bengals are reeling at the cornerback position. So I think that will allow Gardner Minshew to have even better pass numbers, even with that possible good rushing floor as well. No, definitely, 100%. And then just a couple others. Jacoby Brissett versus Houston. Jimmy G versus Washington. Also good sleeper starts this week. So, What do you think, what do you think Cousins does this week? Uh, he could have a, he could he could be a sleeper. I think he's he gets hot for a couple games in a row and then he dies out. I think he could have another good game this week. I could see it. But there's nothing like that Eagles secondary. No, no, they're like one of the second worst in the league. So, oh, Dak, actually worse. Dak's a must start, guys. If I missed that before, the worst in the league. Dak the is a Dak is a must start. Just saying. But we'll get into <laughs> we'll get into a bust. Nick, who do you have as your bust for QB? I have Sam Darnold as my bust. I think everyone's riding the Jets train right now. Pat's defense is pretty sick. They're only allowing 186 passing yards a game and have only given up one passing and one rushing touchdown to a quarterback all season. So I think um, I think Donald's going to get rocked this game. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think the Jets keep it close, though, and possibly even win. That's my little pick of the week. But I don't think it's going to come through Sam Darnold lighting up the score, the stat line or anything like that. I think it's going to be a ugly game between the two, and I would keep him sitting on the bench until a better matchup. Yeah, definitely. I like him later this season for sure, so this is definitely a bad matchup. Yeah, I, I, I like Sam Darnold, but I just think it's division game, Patriots, their defense has been so stout this year. I think the Jets give him a close game, maybe win, but yeah, not yeah. going to be Darnold definitely. doing No. What about you, Jibs? Who do you have? For me, I just want to pull up a little stat real fast. But it's Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, oh God. Has not been getting the job done oh, lately. Is not. But anyway, since Melvin Gordon has returned, Philip Rivers has turned into a pumpkin, turning the ball over four times. Titans defense has been up and down this season, but they are playing at home this week. They give the ninth least amount of points to the quarterback position. I can see the Chargers are committing to running the ball since Brian Melvin had a, something to say about that to some reporters this week. But the combination of the offensive line being banged up, getting the running game in par, and a good defense makes me think Philip Rivers has an uphill battle Sunday. The Titans only allow 14.6 points to a quarterback, just about a touchdown and a pick per game. So, uh, Philip Rivers has been prone to doing more than one pick per game, so I think that's a really hurts his floor. No, definitely. Tough def- to see. I love Philip. I, I, I could see it. Tennessee's <laughs> it got a good defense, so I could see it. For me, it's going to come as a shocker to you guys, but it's Tom Brady this week. And believe me, I get it. Tom no. Brady versus the Jets defense. You know, I think this. I think the Jets have a head on their shoulders right now. Tom Brady, statistically over the years, hasn't performed as spectacular as he has when he versus the Jets in New England. Um, I think this could be a real trap game for Tom Brady. I think they rely on their defense. They rely on the run game. And Tom Brady, you know, maybe has 200 yards in a day, but he only throws one touchdown and gives you like 12 to 15, 13 fantasy points a day, which, again, isn't bad. But, I mean, when you're Tom Brady and you're only averaging 13 fantasy points a day, 
I think that could be a real possibility on Sunday. Agreed. Yeah, and the fact that Tom Brady, I know at least the last couple of years, has not played his best games. Or the Patriots haven't played their best games coming down to MetLife Stadium. There's usually slugfest, like Nick said. Yeah, I think it's going to be sloppy. A lot of running, a lot of little dink screens. Definitely. That's like a 16-10 type game. Yeah, 12 points for Tom in fantasy. A lot of Nick uh, Nugget field goals. Mike Nugget, whatever his name is. Nugent. Nugent, Nugent. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> well, let's get, right into the, let's get right into the running backs. Nick, let you start first. Must start running back. Well, I know I kind of argued for the Dolphins there, saying Fitzpatrick will keep him in it, but my pick is going against that theory. I'm going with Frank Gore. Thoughts being, you know, Josh Allen gets him up early and just kind of pound rock for the rest of the game. Could see him getting in a few times and just having a really strong game this week against that Dolphins team. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm a big fan of Frank Gore, him and Devin Singletary. Hopefully no one said his name. But both of these guys are definitely going to have a great week against Miami. They've had a lot of rushing this year. So I think especially with Devin Stream Singletary coming back from that hamstring I love injury, it. you still will figure that Frank Gore will get majority or yeah, definitely majority of the carries are just better shared than Devin it's Singletary. Just exactly. a monitor. you got to think if they get that big lead like the spread says they do, they're just going to run the ball, you know? They're gonna run the ball anyway because that's how they win games. Miami actually hasn't let yeah, a lot of <laughs> Miami actually hasn't allowed a lot of receivers to break out besides Hollywood Brown. They have a lot, a lot of rushing, so it definitely it's definitely a great week for him. But Jibs, what about you? Who's your must-start running back this week? It's Leonard Fournette. Lenny, and I'm gonna keep picking whoever's facing the Bengals as my start of the week until they fix their defensive woes. Lenny has been a workhorse running back this year with his rushing attempts. Although his rushing numbers aren't always plentiful. He has three straight games of 20 or more rush attempts. His season low is only 13 attempts. The Bengals average 25 rushing attempts and over 128 yards a game. And a touchdown, you can sign me up all day for Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I'm loving Lenny's breakout season as a passer this year. Been real great. But for me, my start of the week, and Jibs, you're going to hate me for this, is Derrick Henry is my must-start of the week. I know, believe me. I've been off the Derrick Henry chain, but this this matchup against the Chargers, I think, you know, they allow the eighth-month fantasy points to running backs this year. If you saw what they did last week, saw what the Steelers running backs did last week, Derrick Henry can definitely do that. He's due for one of those stupid 75-yard pitch play for to the house. Like, it's, he hasn't done it since week one. I think he gets back on track. I think the addition of Ryan Tannehill starting opens up the passing game allowing god allowing derrick henry to get down the f- the field more more open lanes and everything like that and then melvin ingram the linebacker for the chargers may not play on sunday so that's definitely going to be a benefit to him so Mel- um derrick henry's my starting running back and then just a couple others saquon barkley versus arizona marlon mack versus houston david johnson as long as he's playing you know versus the the g-men so and we'll go right into our sleepers nick who's your sleeper I got Jamal Williams back from a concussion. Aaron Jones had a bad game last week. I know they'll be on a timeshare. I could see him taking over the carries as the game goes on, get the goal line carries. Yeah, that's my sleeper of the week. No, it's definitely a great pick. I mean, it seems like the, the, for some reason the organization loves Jamal Williams and they don't really love Aaron Jones that much, but Aaron Jones is the bad talent. But Jamal Williams getting opportunities, and that's all you need in fantasy is opportunities. Oh, all I've seen of the Packers this year was when the Eagles played them, and if Derek Barnett, 
Barnett didn't knock his ass out, I think the Eagles would have lost that game because he was stroking us. He was. Yes, he was. But the pa- the Packers do what they do, so. Yeah. Jibs, what about you? Who's your sleeper of the week? So, like, Stephen Doc was telling us about Alvin Kamara, I chose Latavius Murray as my deep sleeper this week. I know it isn't a sexy sleeper, but opportunity does matter. With the signing of Zach Zinner for the Saints this week, I feel like the writing is on the wall for Alvin Kamara's Week 7 availability. Murray has had a good game last week in limited touches, but he plays the vaunted Bears defense, who only averages 78 rushing yards per game. Murray could throw in a few receptions to help this Sunday, since the Bears are somewhat susceptible to receiving yards to running backs. No, definitely. Um, another great thing is that the, the Bears just lost their defensive tackle for the year. So that could be a, that could be a great benefit for Murray to actually gain more yards than normal because I think that defense might be split split up in the middle and Murray is one of those in between the tackle kind of running back so definitely a great pick for me though my pick is Chase Edmonds running back Arizona after back to back sixty all purpose yards and a touchdown each game you know I think Edmonds should get a nod in your starting lineups again. You know, with David Johnson a little banged up, they're definitely going to use him a little bit more this week, and especially with no receivers besides Larry Fitzgerald right now, they're definitely going to use their talented players. The Giants have allowed 90 rushing yards a game this year, and last week they allowed 13 catches out of out of the backfield, and especially with the injury to the Cardinals receivers, they're going to have to use their running back. So um, I think Chase Edmonds has a solid week this week versus the, uh, the Giants. And then just one other one I really have to just mention, Tavon Austin. I know that Mari Cooper's playing now, but Tavon's could be a real sneaky, deeper start against Philly. Um, he actually plays both as a running back and wide receiver in most leagues like ESPN and Yahoo. I think he's both. So just uh, keep your eye on that if you could start him in either position. So, But we will get right into our busts. Nick, who is your bust running back of the week? My bust is David Montgomery. Uh, Over-under in this game is 38. It's going to be a defensive struggle. Saints are only giving up an average of 78 rushing yards per game. And Montgomery, honestly, hasn't had a great rookie year. I mean, if you look at his game-to-game, I don't have it written down, but he hasn't come out too hot. I think he gets stuffed, and I think that game's very low scoring. I don't see him really doing anything. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely been a bit of disappointment. I figured they would, he would be a lot better, so no, he's definitely a great bust this week. Jibs, what about you? Who's your bust? For me, it's Carryon Johnson. He has a matchup against the Vikings, who unfortunately have a diesel front seven on defense. Carryon will have the value to turn a respectable number on Sunday, but fantasy owners should not get giddy because the Vikings have faced prominent running backs this year and only have allowed one touchdown this year to the position, which severely lowers his output on Sunday. Yeah, he has gave me Saquon for him. I'm surprised at you. <laughs> He's been very inefficient <laughs> oh, at the running position. I hope he breaks his knee. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. Going right into my pick, Adrian Peterson, my bust of the week. After going on over 100 yards last week, he ain't doing that again. Not against his 49ers defense. I've allowed the least amount of fantasy points to running backs this season at 8.9 yard, 8.9 points a game. Uh, they still haven't allowed over a 90-yard rusher yet this season. I believe they're going to be behind in this game, even though with their new run scheme offense, I don't expect them to stick with that all game, especially being down against this 49ers team. So AP is definitely one of my uh, busts of the week. So Yeah, and it kind of sucks too with Chris Thompson being out with that turf toe injury. Yeah. 
people figure you'll have like some decent volume, but again, it's the San Francisco 49ers. Dirty on defense, just dirty. But we'll get right into our wide receivers. Nick, tell us, who's your starter receiver? This is playing off of your, uh, I think, sleeper quarterback, but I got DJ Shark as my must-start mm, this week. DJ Shark, loving him. Yeah, he's Minshew's favorite target. I think the Jags bounce back this week, put up some points. It's averaging 14.2 yards in the air per target. So he definitely has that big play potential for you, and I think he'll get a lot of catches. Minshew's going to bounce back. He's going to be feeding him all day. So I think that's a must-start there. No, definitely love me some um, DJ, that's for sure. Jibs, what about you? Who we got as a start? I chose Michael Gallup. When I wrote this, Amari Cooper did not look like he was playing. I still like him. But either way, it shouldn't matter. He's playing... The Philadelphia Eagles, Bye. he has been thriving as a number two receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Freeman just scored Six. a touchdown, Beaver. Sorry. Love it. Yeah. No, he loves it. I was just looking at that. Sutton got down on the on one, so either way, he still scored for his fancy team. Loving it. Tell us more about Back to my spiel. Uh, no, you're good. The Eagles secondary, who didn't get Jalen Ramsey, is just god-awful. I can see the full Dallas wide receiver core just have a great day. The Philadelphia Eagles will have 45 points on average to the wide receiver position. The most in the league. The most. I got another little stat for you. Tell us. Uh, besides the Jets game, the number one receiver on each team they've played has not had less than 100 yards receiving. So you're pretty much guaranteed if you're not the Jets game to if you play the wide receiver one, whoever they're playing, he's guaranteed for over 100 yards receiving. Ew. And most of those guys had touchdowns too. So that's rough. Okay, that's an Amari, easy start for you there. That's nuts. But I'm praying Amari doesn't play. Uh, I think he's going to though, unfortunately. But we'll see. We'll see on Sunday. Going into my ra- uh, going to my next. My going into my uh, start. I have the Rams wide receivers. All three of them. You know, Atlanta gives up the second most points of uh, wide receivers this season. They've allowed seven. Um, since week four, they've allowed seven receivers to gain at least 60 yards in the receiving game. So, I mean, I expect all three of these receivers to at least put up 60 yards this week. You know, I'm pretty sure they're, like, pretty pissed off versus the Rams. Not the Rams, but the 49ers last week. I think they get back on track. And especially with Gurley may- maybe not being available, they're going to lean on these wide receivers. So, start up your Rams wide receivers this week. And yeah, then just... And just a couple others, T.Y. versus Houston, Kenny G. versus Minnesota, Larry uh, Fitzgerald versus the Giants, Tyler Boyd versus the, the Jags. All great uh, starting options for you. But we'll get right into our sleepers. Nick, who do you have as your wide receiver sleeper? Um, I mean, I don't know if this qualifies as a sleeper. You might be starting him anyway, but Calvin Ridley. This is if Jalen Ramsey is playing this week. I don't really know if he is. If he's playing, you got to think they'll just... You know, he's not going into the playbook right now. They might just stick him out there and be like, stick to Julio all game. This game's going to be a shootout. I think Matt Ryan will still get his. I know you've talked a lot about the Rams, but I think the Falcons will put up points too. And I think if it's in the air, it's going to have to go through Ridley if Ramsey's on the field. Even if he's not on the field, I think Ridley's going to have a good game. Yeah, I think Ridley has a great rest of the season this year. I like him. like him a lot. Yeah, the Rams is secondary, even with the Ramsey acquisition, has just been off. God awful. Yeah, either way. Definitely. So one person's not fixing that, especially <laughs> against those two stud receivers. Absolutely. Jibs, what about you? Who's your sleeper? Yeah, I'm going to 
show the New York Giants some love. I'm going to go with Darius Slayton. That's my sleeper pick this week. Like I said, the Giants have Saquon back. They have Evan Ingram back. I think this will allow defenses to keen on those players and not pay much attention to Darius Slayton. And Danny Dimes seems like he has a little connection with them, especially on the deep ball. So I kind of do like him as a sleeper pick this week. Arizona Cardinals, 11th. Most points to wide receivers, 30 points per game. They allow almost three touchdowns as well. No, definitely. Uh, he's, you have no issue with Patrick Peterson being back? Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> he's washed. <laughs> he's washed? I don't know. Nah, he's not going to be English food, so. I hope so. It'd be nice for you guys. <laughs> but getting into my uh, sleeper, it's Alden Tate, wide receiver of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now that the Jalen Ramsey's not there, and even before that, I believe their second cornerback, I can't think of his name offhand. I can't think of his name offhand, but he's also going to be out this weekend. Alden Tate's actually been doing pretty well lately. You know, he's been getting a lot of uh, targets. He had a career high 12 last week. You know, with just him and Tyler Boyd in that secondary and a, an inefficient run game right now, I think he's he's due for a pretty good game. Could probably score a touchdown again this week. I like his odds of uh, having a having a good week. So that'll be AJ Boye. AJ Boye, thank you. you. And are you worried about a market correction coming back to his target share? Because Tyler Boyd was pretty much game planned out, to say the least, last week. No, nah, he he's getting at least six targets a game prior to that anyway, so I, I'm pretty confident with his ability to get the job done on in the air. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mom. Awesome. He has started in my lineup, to tell you that mm-hmm. much. I have him somewhere starring. And just a couple other sleepers for you guys. John Brown, maybe not as much of a starter, but he versus Miami. Jacoby Myers versus the Jets. Golden Tate versus Arizona. Adam Humphrey could be a very deep sleeper against the Chargers this week. And Dante Pettis versus Washington. Another great sleeper. But let's get right into our busts. Nick, tell us who's your bust receiver of the week. Kind of going off my running back bust, but I have Allen Robinson. I think Lattimore's just been playing like a monster. That Saints D is strong. I don't see him doing anything. I don't think the Bears do anything through the air. For some reason, when I think of the Bears, I just like can't see them scoring points. So I just don't really like playing Bears offensive players. No, I think this is going to be definitely another low-scoring game, like a yeah. 10-13 kind of something. Yeah, something like that. He's not going to get much. So I don't even know if you would think about starting him, but definitely going to bust for you. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Chips, what about you? Who's your uh, bust at the wide receiver position? I hate to say it, but it's Terry McLaurin. He has been a savior for fantasy managers who picked him up earlier this season. But this week, the dreadful Washington Redskins, who have one win this year, are facing the upstart San Francisco 49ers defense. This defense allows the eighth least amount of points to the wide receiver position. But given the fact that the Redskins are a bad team with a bad old line, I don't see Case Keenan having enough time to progress through his reads with the San Francisco defense draped all over him. Yeah, definitely not. They're definitely going to, I feel like it's going to be real low scoring for the Washington Redskins. I feel like they're not going to be able to do anything anywhere in the air or the running game. So, no, definitely. For me, though, it's Keenan Allen this week. Uh, Keenan Allen, big star player. But I expect another be- tough matchup for him this week. You know, he's had at least three straight games with 60 yards or less. Titans haven't allowed over 100 yard receiver yet this season. And over the last three weeks, he's been not the leading target on his team. I mean, that's not good, you know. Especially with Philip Rivers playing so poorly as of lately, I'd expect another just tough matchup for him, and him probably having a really, really uh, bad game for you on Sunday. So Keenan Allen is definitely my bust of the week. 
And then just a couple others. The Jets wide receivers versus New England. Uh, the Seattle receivers could have a tough matchup against Baltimore with the acquisition of Marcus Peters. So they all could have a pretty... And then Michael Thomas, honestly, you know. Uh, this Bears defense is pretty good in the air against wide receivers. So he could end up having a mediocre game. Maybe not a bad game, but a mediocre game on Sunday. So just keep that in mind. I could totally see Marcus Peters get burned by DK Metcalf this week in Austin. We'll see. It's a, it's a possibility. But let's get right into our tight end positions. Obviously, we don't really go over starts because if you don't have this top six or seven or eight players, eight tight ends in the league, there's no one else. You know, you're going to fish for swimmers at that point. So we'll talk about some sleepers. Uh, Nick, who do you have as a sleeper this week for the tight end position? I'm um, sticking with the theme of this Rams-Falcons game. I got Gerald Everett. Um, same thing that we've been saying. I think that game's going to be a shootout. I think Goff's going to be back. He's going to be swinging it around. So I know he has a lot of weapons there, and Everett might be the last one he would throw it to. But I think it's worth if you're if you're stuck, if your tight end's on a bye or something like that. Someone's hurt. I think it's he's a good option. Just take the shot, take the risk on it, because the Rams are definitely going to score points. So yeah, definitely. take the risk and start him. I'd say absolutely. Uh, what about you, Jibs? I'm going to go back to Darren Fells. I know he didn't score a touchdown last week. He went to Jordan Aikens. But the Indianapolis Colts, they have a great defense, but they are vulnerable to the tight end position. They give the third most points, about 13 and a half points per game. I want to note that Darren Fells has also been on the field a lot more. He's played 87 and 79% of the snaps last two weeks. And He's still getting some favorable targets from Deshaun Watson. So, you know, anything's possible when that man's throwing you the quarterback. I yeah. mean, throwing you the ball. No, definitely, absolutely. And mine is TJ Hawkinson. You know, Vikings have allowed at least um, 50 yards to a tight end position in the last four to six games. You know, it could be a sneaky day for him. Uh, it could end up in the top eight, I think. So, he's my sleeper. Uh, go into our busts if you have someone. Nick, do you have anyone for the busts? Uh, I had Jared Cook. I think that Bears D is just too good, so I don't see him really doing that much. No, definitely, I don't see it either. All on the Bears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like feeding on that game for the busts. Love it. What about I you? I just think it's going to be low scoring. I don't see anyone really like Performing. winning you your week in fantasy from the Saints Rams game or Saints Bears game at all. Nah, don't see it either. Jibs, what about you? I didn't really think of one, but just looking at the matchup sheet. I think Zach Ertz could be a bust against the Cowboys. They give up the eighth least amount of points to the business. Oh, yeah. Ertz is going to go off, dude. Relax. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, yeah. all right. I'm tripping. That's all right. I'll, I'll go. I'm worried. That's all right. I'll go into my bust. No big deal. <laughs> uh, Eric Ebron's my bust. Houston touchdown. Um, touchdown. Great. Eric Ebron. They don't allow. Houston doesn't allow a lot of uh, yards to the tight end position. Travis Kelsey had the most last week at 58 all season, so he's definitely a sit this week if you have him. So, But just name off if you guys a couple streamer defenses. You don't have to go into detail. but well, Let me give you something on tight ends. I got a rat stat for you. Go ahead. I got a stat from Gamrat on the uh, – this is probably more DFS-based because you're going to be starting this guy anyway. Tight ends versus the Cardinals this year. Let me just run through their games real fast. Against the Lions, seven receptions, 146 yards, one touchdown. Against the Ravens, 10 receptions, 127 yards, two touchdowns. Against the Panthers, 6 receptions, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Seahawks, 8 receptions, 83 yards, one touchdown. Bengals, 4 receptions, 28 yards. 
and Falcons, 10 receptions, 138 yards, and one touchdown. So if you're doing your fan duel, I think you have to have Evan Ingram in your lineup this week. Definitely. If those stats mean anything. No, definitely. Definitely. Evan Ingram. Give up the most to the I mean, th- those are just absurd stats, right? Yeah. For sure, yeah. They give up a lot. Cardinals always give up a lot. Bless you. But, I mean, obviously for the fantasy aspect, you're going to probably have Evan Ingram in anyway. But if you're playing DFS, I know he's probably expensive, but he seems like a must-start anyway. Definitely. That's a rat stat for you. Oh, God. (laughs) Let's get into some starts or nots. I gave up a whole list here for you guys. Just name off who you would like to start if you had to choose between the two. So the first one, Dak versus Philly or Aaron Rodgers versus Oakland. Sorry, can you say that again? Dak versus Philly or Aaron Rodgers versus Oakland? Oh, Aaron Rodgers, easy. I'm saying Dak. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I just don't <laughs> like the Cowboys. Uh, t- uh, Jacoby Brissett versus Houston or Menchaw versus the Bengals? I'm saying Menchaw still. I like Menchaw, yeah. Menchaw. You say it wrong every time, I Menchaw. Do. It's all right. Menchaw. I like it. Yeah, she's <laughs> Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk Cousins versus Detroit or Phillip Rivers versus Tennessee? Kirk. Kirk. Yeah, Kirk too. And one more quarterback, Ryan Tannehill versus the uh, the, the Chargers or a Derek Carr versus Green Bay. Give me I a think Tannehill. going to come out slinging. Right to AJ AJ Brown. <laughs> we ran to the waivers for those Titans receivers. We did. <laughs> that was so funny. All right, Chris Carson versus Baltimore or Le'Veon Bell versus New England. Oh, I'm saying Carson still. I think I go Carson too. Oh, I said Carson. Oh, I didn't hear you. Next one, Manuel, uh, Chase Chase Edmonds. Oh, God, I said the wrong name. Chase Edmonds versus the Giants or Devin Singletary versus Miami? Close. Yeah, I'm saying I mean, Singletary still. Does, Ch- does uh, Edmonds get burned even if David Johnson's playing? I think he, he still get yeah. last week. He did last week, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd probably go Singletary anyway. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, next one I have is Josh Brown. John Brown, sorry. John Brown versus Miami or Golden Tate versus Arizona? Same game, different players. Golden Tate. Same John Brown. Brown. Same John Brown. Who's he on? Brown. John Brown versus Miami or Golden Tate versus uh, Arizona? You said same game. I got confused. All right. Uh, yeah, I'd go Golden Tate. All right. Jacoby Myers versus the Jets or Tavon Austin versus Philly? Tavon Austin. Same Jacoby Myers still with Josh Gordon. Yeah, sure. Hunter Henry versus Tennessee or um, Mark Andrews versus Seattle? That's hard. Hunter Henry. Yeah, I like Hunter Henry, too. Yeah. And the last one, Dawson Knox versus Miami or Darren uh, Fells versus Indy. Mm-hmm. Backing up Fells, baby. Yeah, I go Fells. St. Knox. I also have no idea who Knox is. <laughs> He's the Buffalo rookie tight end. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know him. I like him, actually. Definitely. Wild catches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I like that. I speak to him. <laughs> That's the end of our show, guys. That was all of our uh, start sets, sleepers bust, all you can name it, injuries, waiver pickup sneaks. You know, we have it all for you to hear. I uh, just want to thank you guys for listening. Please follow our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com where all of our great content and everything is there. You know, please follow our Twitter po- Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. Please follow me at Coach Stephen P. Just let the view- uh, listeners know where they can find you guys at. Take Concho at Gig Nabriel. All right. It might be Gick underscore Nabriel. Well, all the same. Yeah, Gick underscore Nabriel. Follow me. <laughs> yeah, please follow, <laughs> please follow all of us, guys. We do appreciate it. Again, we'll always here every every Friday morning and Tuesday morning for you. So please look for us every every week. And we do appreciate it. So uh, thank you guys for listening, and have a great one. Enjoy your week seven. Go Birds. Go Birds.